Like I said, it's a busy day in the studio today, guys. We've got our second guest uh, in the studio with me right now. I'm joined uh, by Alisa Oleva and Cleo van Erde from Ampersand Variations. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Hey, can, can I just ask you to move a little closer to the microphone? Yes. Yeah, so we can hear you properly. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's very nice to have you on the show. Uh, before we start, could you just tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and the work that you do? Um, yeah, and uh, I will start anyway by saying that all my thoughts today are with Ukraine, uh, where a lot of my work actually happened. Um, and the work I do is uh, all to do with walking. So when people ask me what who I am, I say I'm a walking artist. And it's a quite a strange expression, but uh, it makes sense for me because all the work I do somehow involves walking. And it's something that all of us do in our everyday life, uh, but um, by using it in a bit playful and sometimes shifting way, I create situations and uh, environments and collective walks, one-to-one walks, which allow you to feel and experience the city from slightly different way mm -hmm. and almost like rediscover what walking uh, is. So, yeah, okay. that's my take on, on it. <laughs> right. And you, Kia? My background is in scenography, so stage design, set design. So I work with space and how uh, space can influence the body and the movement. But I also do performance um, art where walking is also a very big uh, topic for me and I yeah I work a lot with a lot with walking as well okay and you're part of a collective called ampersand variations I believe Alisa is a visiting artist here on residency and you're working on a project for Esh 2022 is that right yes that's correct uh, and uh, I think ampersand variation was created for this project you know like it, it's our first project together and I am indeed uh, visiting, and as you know, like as a lot of stories, they start from a small encounter. Me and uh, Claire, who is the director, were in the same workshop in London. Actually, not in London; it was in a small town nearby. And it's uh, one of these like Lada DIY workshops, which are quite cool and risky, and different artists share their practice. So, in the one where we met, um, it was all about like CCTV and surveillance, and like um, observing each other and following people. And in one of the exercises, we had to swap our bags with a stranger, like with uh, who else was in the uh, in the workshop, and we could use anything in that bag and go around the city with someone else's bag. So that's how we met. And since then, um, yeah, Claire remembered uh, my work with walking, and five or something years later, just messaged me saying, "Oh, there is this Desire Lines idea coming up. Would you like to come?" So that's how it started. Okay. And how how have you found Luxembourg since uh, coming here for the residency? Um, I'm one of these classical people who had a very, very stereotypical idea of Luxembourg. Uh, I had a really like this idea that it's banks and money and wealth, which it is, but also because I'm, uh, our project is in Esch, um, Du Delange, uh, Audin Lutiche, so like in the south. Um, I was really surprised by discovering the whole industrial heritage and the mm -hmm. industrial sites and the, the mining history. We went together to the uh, mining museum in uh, Rue Melange. Um, yeah, so it was really good to discover by making work and by physically walking. Because mm -hmm. even in my weekend days, I would walk um, all this area. So it was good to slowly start breaking uh, my stereotypes and seeing what actually um, this country is like made of and what is history. Okay. And like uh, you classified yourself just before as a, a walking artist. Uh, seems your art is very tied to landscape, environment and space. 
Um, I was reading about you a little bit before this interview. Uh, and on your website, it says that you treat the city as your studio and urban life as your material. Uh, so it seems you're very interested with the interactions between people and location uh, and maybe people with each other in certain locations. Uh, how did you come to be interested in this subject matter in, in urban life as a subject matter? Yeah, well, you're asking a, a question that can take a long to answer, so I'll try to see how I can tackle it quick. Um, it does. Uh, I'm one of these examples where, like, uh, my practice really comes from a lot of my personal experience and what what I had available when I was growing as well. Um, and as someone you know who was growing in the '90s in Russia, it was like a lot was um, in in chaos and also in in decline. So like uh, there wasn't that much available. So walking and this idea of, you know, that you can do magical things with just what it is, like your body, your walking, like, uh, so it's, the, it's almost what we do as kids, you know, this feeling of playing and this creating this other world. It really stayed with me. And when I moved to London as a 16 year old, again, you know, like quite a tough city. And I, uh, I, I think I mentioned that it's really important for me, like the big cities. I always lived and worked in big uh, cities. So London was also like a way of um, figuring out the space. Like uh, I always had really terrible accommodation. Like you can only find small like places. So the city was becoming home for me in a way. So walking also became a way of um, of empowering, of like building relationship with the place. And through walking, I felt like the relationship was happening uh, with the city. And um, and that's like then I took it on to the practice and then I decided, OK, I can offer it to others and see how we can all experience it. And I also have big uh, history of urban exploration where, you know, we used to go uh, jump on trains, hide in the toilets, go on the roof of the trains and then go into all this abandoned buildings across former Soviet Union. And uh, we would sleep on roofs and, you know, like mm -hmm. find cupboards, boxes to sleep on. So it's like this feeling that the city is real you know it's textures it's materials it's a place to sit it's a place to live uh, is very central for me like okay. and that's what i want to share usually right so you, you said that cities have played a very important part in like your relationship with this form of art cleo how has it been for you living in luxembourg which isn't the most urban place mm -hmm. yeah um i actually find the rural and the more natural areas quite interesting mm -hmm. as well because you kind of feel um you feel quite small well it, it's like a completely different scale also how how you orientate how you move um and uh yeah how you relate to the big space okay. in itself sure uh, and it's perfect in our work because we do have four audio walks and actually some of them are in more uh one of them at least like is more in uh in natural like uh surrounding and you know one is also in la sauvage which is quite a small place and like some are in ash so it works well that we have this different like uh yeah. backgrounds and interests because for me it's quite challenging to work with uh like especially rural like let's say i don't like these terms but like yeah less uh dense urban spaces so it's good to to be thrown into them and see like how we can work together around it. Right, and uh, you are hosting an event this weekend in La Sauvage. Uh, it, on uh, Facebook, the event says it's a workshop, a walking workshop. What is a workshop exactly for somebody that's never heard of one? Yeah, I'm quite proud of this name. I came up with it when I was still a student. Uh, 
and it like plays with the idea of workshop, workshop. So, uh, but it's basically again like uh, coming back to basics. It's it is what it is. It's we are um, spending three hours outside together with the whoever comes, and you don't need to have any knowledge background or anything. And uh, we walk for three hours, and we are doing different exercises together and scores. And then also like some mapping and cartographing our experience exercises. We do sometimes like some blindfold walking and tuning into sounds, sound walks. Um, uh, sometimes we work with textures and rubbing, like doing drawings from the textures we find around. So it's different um, sets of exercises which um, allow you to engage with your every day or like the environment you are in in a slightly different way and also uh, because you are doing it together, it almost like allows you to be a bit more weird. So like, for example, when I do this in, in London or in bigger cities, uh, we really stand out as a group because, you know, we're walking around touching buildings or like uh, we're walking as a group in silence. So uh, sometimes you probably wouldn't do it on your own. Uh, but this feeling that you're doing it together as a group can also be quite um, empowering that, you know, like we can do strange things together and play. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the idea is just to, to kind of get people to engage with space in a different way. Uh, if anyone's listening and is interested in taking part, where can they find the details about this event? Yeah, so um, we're still uh, working on the website. It's coming, um, but we already have the ampersand versions uh, Instagram. So that's one of the ways to go. Uh, but also, like, if anything, come at 10 o'clock uh, in La Sauvage uh, near the school and you can join. And um, yeah, it's uh, we had one in De Lunch already and there will be one more in Ash in summer. So if you missed it, but also there will be... Um, and other workshops, and, and I must say that all the workshops are also part of the way we work as a company because um, a lot of the process is um, working with the, with participants, so it's working with interviews, and, and the workshops are also a way to feel the work, you know, mm. to become, like, part of it in that way. And so there will be also Viewpoints workshop on the 6th of March in Du Delange and also parkour workshops. Um, there will be one in April 24th. 24th. 24th and parkour is also like it's personally for me I, I train parkour as well so it's a big part of my practice and it's really exciting to work with a young community of parkour practitioners in Luxembourg um, as well so. just um, so um, the people who came up with the project is Claire Till and Frida Gersen mm -hmm. and part of the team as well is the, um, the Kaizen Parkour Academy. So we are collaborating with them and they are, will be leading the workshop uh, okay, so on it's, the 24th it's, of April. It's a collective. Uh, there's, there's quite a few of you involved in this project. The, na the name of the project is Desire Lines. Is that right? Where does that name come from? And what's the inspiration behind that? Yeah, I was asking Claire, our uh, uh, directive, uh, there is some cool story behind it. Uh, but she said, like, I'm sorry to disappoint you. There, there isn't one. But right. uh, the term itself, Desire Lines, um, became quite popular, like probably 10 years ago or something. And I think it was pushed by the, uh, like inspired by the article in The Guardian, uh, which did talk about desire paths and desire lines. And it is actually an official term in geography, which... Um, is used to describe, uh, I'm sure you've all seen at least several desire lines in your life. It's, you know, these paths you see on the grass or sometimes in the snow, that's for my context a bit more, um, which have been made by people just walking. And they're usually this alternative shortcuts or, you know, someone's quicker ways or someone's nicer ways to get somewhere. And sometimes even uh, urbanists study these desire lines and sometimes they even become actual roads because they see, ah, 
this is like would work better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's this beautiful case of, uh, and I really like, I, I think the term is very beautiful. This feeling of like the, the desire uh, almost um, reveals itself in this line. Um, and as someone like who is also working a lot with, um, I did a project in uh, Narilsk in the very north, which was about shortcuts and how people navigate space in minus 50 in winter. Uh, like, so when, when Claire invited, this felt like a very uh, right like um, fitting title yeah exactly okay Uh, cool well uh, we're coming up towards the end of the show uh, so I'll say thank you very much guys uh, for joining us today Uh, just finally if anyone's interested in taking part in the workshop which is happening on Saturday in La Sauvage in Diffadange where do they go uh, they go to uh, Instagram, uh, ampersand variations, we'll, um, and they can just message us and we'll add them. But also, as I say, they can also come um, on the day. Uh, There's also the Facebook. And there is a Facebook event. Yeah. Yes. So there are different ways. Great. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time today and coming in to join us. And best of luck with the Desire Lens project. Thank you. Thank you.